Hello and welcome. Some of you may think I'm a Pollyannic yogi. If you're under 40, you may need to look up who Pollyanna was, and that's me, an over-the-top idealist, always looking on the bright side, or so many around me believe. And whilst I do try to step into the light as often as possible, at the same time, I'm not blindly optimistic. I'm very, very aware of the distress, injustices and darknesses in the world today. And so, I am continually on a quest to bring solace, insight and tranquility to those in need. My name is Anne-Marie Rowley. My website is Cool, Calm and Collected. You will find my mindfulness practices all over the net and the underlying premise of my work is that peace of mind is happiness. And in order to establish peace, we need to be present and to rejoice in this presence. Therefore, at the end of each of these podcasts, I've included a 10-minute mindfulness session for you to do if you feel up to it. Longer versions are also available online under the same titles. Today I'm speaking about friendship. To me the most valuable gift from the gods is a friend. A true friend. Friends are my family. And as my mother said to me when I was small, you can never have too many friends. That has stuck with me forever. And so have her words. Always respect your friends. And make them proud to be in your company. I add to that, always make space for friends in your life and in your heart. You see, she didn't have many friends because she had a mental disorder which at times caused significant distress, not only to herself, but to those around her. Such an awful, awful thing, mental illness, as it would often impair my mother's personal functioning. She was shunned by many who could not cope with her illness including her siblings, which broke my heart. We need to be the best person we can be and cherish our friends. For so many people on this earth are in what was my mother's situation, or they have no friends at all. We need to be mindful of our friends' hearts too. Look through the eyes to understand who they truly are and to learn and understand their story. There is a beautiful quote by Anais Nin, the essayist and writer. Each friend represents a world in us, a world possibly not born until they arrive, and it is only by this meeting that a new world is born. To me, nothing expresses more the value and intrinsic nature of friendship, and this quote. What has this to do with peace? When you are embraced by your friends, watched over by your friends, when you travel the world and explore with your friends, bandy about opinions, ideas and concepts at dinner tables, and laugh and cry in their arms without shame or fear, then you can live in peace, knowing that you are buoyed, by their kindness, strength, trust 
understanding and non-judgment. I am blessed with friends and grateful every day of my life for them. I have a large photo wall that is beside me as I write this. Something I see every day covered in pictures of people in my life, from all walks of life, and diverse in both age, culture and country. I call it my gratitude wall, and am reminded of the words by Marcel Proust, the great essayist and writer. Let us be grateful to the people who make us happy. They are the charming gardeners who make our souls blossom. When I was little, 11 actually, I would repeat to myself, ring a friend a day to make sure they are okay. And much to the exasperation of my father, it was before mobile phones, I would speak for hours and hours on our only home phone. In my early school days, there was a group of us who became inseparable. Every party, outing and outfit was shared. Nothing was more fun than the times we had together. I would have walked over hot coals for each of them. But as we grew up, we grew apart because judgment set in, gossip ensued and love was lost. But this is the attachment that comes with youth, the need to belong at any cost, the need to be accepted, the need to be admired, and as I said, at any cost. At any cost is not valuable though, nor helpful, nor fulfilling. Sometimes we simply have to let go. And of course, you can love from afar. Not to necessarily be in their life, but care for them anyway. Send them love from a distance. This release also brings peace. As one of my yoga teachers used to say, if your friends judge you, they are no longer your friends. You will live in turmoil if you do not extract yourself from their unkindness and insecurities. An expression that has always granted me peace is to know that friends are here for a reason, season or lifetime. We have probably heard this before, but this expression alone gives me great solace. Some walk into our lives with a lesson that needs to be learned, emotionally, physically or spiritually, and then they leave, sometimes surprisingly quickly and for no apparent rationale. Often, it is only in retrospect we comprehend the lesson or message, and in turn, perhaps, the value of the friendship. And even then, sometimes it is hard to accept the final disconnection. They may die, walk away. Sometimes they may behave in a manner that entirely conflicts with one's own values, and you have to stand strong, and either accept the differences or move on. Sometimes the inclination to walk away may stem from the desire to simply be a friend to yourself. Then there are those who arrive and stay for longer. These are the ones here for a season. Again, they are with you to perhaps inspire you, heal you, grant you insight, and to emotionally hold you tight 
in times of trauma. They bring you an experience you would never have had, or a viewpoint you would never have seen, or expose a talent you would never have adopted or even realised. And they will encourage you to be who you are and to realise your aspirations. I had a much older and wiser friend like that, who every time she saw me, she would build me up and constantly motivate me to pursue my dreams and to continue on this, my pathway to peace. She died, but left me filled with her warmth and indelible wisdom, and I still call upon her insights and knowing smile whenever I am flagging a little. She gifted many seasons of joy to me. And then there are those who are going to be with you for your lifetime. They may have entered at any time, but perhaps they are here to stay. Of course, one will only be able to reflect upon their place beside you at the end of one's life. But there may be a deep-rooted instinct that tells you they are here to stay. They know you well and love you deeply and call upon you when they need you near just as you call upon them too. Your friendships will always be tiered and will be dependent upon the levels of trust. As I was nearing a zero birthday many decades ago, a relatively newish friend called me and asked me if she could come over that afternoon. It was important that she visited on that day. She presented me with my birthday gift, some 40 days prior to the party. It was 1993, so a long time ago. She had created an advent calendar similar to the ones created in Germany leading up to Christmas. Originally, these calendars would each day increase and prolong the excitement of the coming event, with children rushing each morning to open the door to see what picture lay behind them, until the actual Christmas Day arrived. In relation to this gift, and in this instance, I was a fully grown adult, but was absolutely enthralled with what lay behind the doors for me. It was, and still is, the most extraordinary gift. And whilst it is wasting away a little, and dusty in parts, it is incredibly important to me and still in relatively good condition. I revisited the pictures behind the doors today to write this. Why is it so special? Apart from the extraordinary energy, time and creative talent it took to construct, it amazed me at how observant and well this friend knew me after such a short period of time. Remember, she hadn't been in my life that long. Each doorway I opened exposed one of my passions, such as white flowers, gourmet food, the shape of bows, the love of the saxophone, the cheetah, my favourite cat, fashion design, candles, always lit in my home, Portofino, my love for Italy, the peace dove, my favourite symbol. Absinthe, signifying my adventurous spirit. The panda, 
symbol of the World Wildlife Fund. She had assumed I was a member, and she was right. The expression, people with spirit always come out on top. I had been recovering from trauma at the time. A picture of underprivileged children, to which both my heart and wallet open. But much, much more. In the centre of it all on the 41st day, as I opened the doorway, a voice sang happy birthday. I was blown away. I was blown away mainly by her observation of what I loved, what she had remembered me reflecting upon at different times, and what was most important to me. Such an observation. It made me feel so, so special. She is still with me today, and there is never a week when we don't visit or speak to each other. And I always feel at home, and so peaceful in her presence. Whose presence do you feel peaceful in? Who do you trust? Who would you fight to protect and support? To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. That is from Dr. Soyce himself. And Rumi, the great poet, set your life on fire. Seek those who fan your flames. And then there are the friends in other countries, the friends in other states. One in particular whom I rarely see or even speak to who is interstate. Such a generous and fun-loving soul. We don't speak to each other often, but when we do, we end up laughing so much and then we just hang up. I have a friend in Italy who, from the day I met her, I knew she would play a special part in my soul. We are so alike that it is as though we just morph onto the same plane and think each other's thoughts. And we laugh, and we laugh, and we laugh. And another friend interstate with whom I travel each year. She and I are so similar in our likes and passions that even whilst travelling together in each other's pockets for many weeks at a time, not a cross word is ever said. We love each other, the things we do, and the places we visit. I plan the destinations, the itinerary and the adventures. I just ring her and say, do you want to come to, let's say, Morocco? I always give her time to make a decision, but she generally makes it under 30 seconds, leaving her husband and sons behind, and tells him by text, when the time is appropriate, that she'll be leaving soon for a holiday. Mind you, they woke up years ago as to who was behind the planning, and they just laugh and allow her to be free. She hates cooking, though, so cooking classes are off the agenda. Then there are my gorgeous group of friends who hold dinner parties on my birthday, or for any reason, really. So we are all together, and I'm so grateful they can cook like seriously cook. I try not to spend more than 10 minutes at a time in my kitchen, but they are always by my side, travel with me, and will drop everything to be accommodating. Then there are the beautiful friends who were once yoga students and are now both yoga students and friends. 
who travel with me also on my tours, and so kind and loving and ever so generous. Don't ever underestimate how many people love you. I always did, and a lesson learned from someone who has been in my life for a few decades now taught me this very simple lesson. The friend I am referring to is generous, highly spirited and funny. What more do you need when you are diagnosed with cancer? The day after I told her I was ill, a basket arrived and in it was a host of beautiful foods, many handmade by her, which were healthy and substantial, a cashmere jumper to keep me warm, a block of appointments with a woman to help me through the journey psychologically, and much more. For three months, or perhaps even more, she prepared healthy, lovingly, homemade lunches and dinners, and even delivered them without a word. Sometimes she would be outside the yoga studio, where I worked. With her son in the car, who was nursing my next meal. And she runs a business, is a single mother, and at the time had four children living with her. Now that is friendship never to be forgotten and always to be cherished. I didn't have to ask for help, it just came. And from all different directions, and even from her friends too. We are sisters by heart. Whilst I reflect on this narrative, I'm also aware that friendships do not stop at family and those in our so-called tribe. In fact, I'm beginning to dislike the term tribe as it creates an image of polarisation and segregation. We need to be aware of what we are creating negatively by simply developing or associating with only those who are like us. I recently watched a film that is called The Forgiven, the one about apartheid, as there are several programs with the same title. I admit I cried several times. It was absolutely heart-wrenching. And whilst I know there is much truth in this film, it is beyond my comprehension, the cruelty and lack of friendship between humans. It is a story of whites against blacks, blacks against whites, whites against whites, blacks against blacks. I cannot fathom the hatred against humankind. I understand there are many reasons as to why such hatred exists, greed, poverty, religion and politics being among them. And I realise there is much to do to alleviate this hatred. However, if one thinks too hard about it sometimes, hope dissolves into oblivion. And surely it starts and ends with each individual creating friendship in the world and not being absorbed in their own tiny worlds. This of course warrants another discussion in itself. Separation rather than connection. And a youth said, speak to us of friendship. And he answered saying, your friend is your needs answered. He is your field which you sow with love and reap with thanksgiving. And he is your board and your fireside. Will you come to him with your hunger and you seek him for peace? 
such soulful words from the philosopher and great poet, Halil Gibran. And as I write this, of course, the world has lost two great peacemakers in these past weeks. Archbishop Desmond Tutu, about which the film The Forgiven is written, and the venerable Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese pacifist monk, well known for his entreaty for global peace. I shall finish with two of his quotes that I often express when teaching yoga students. If we are peaceful, if we are happy, we can smile and blossom like a flower, and everyone in our family, our entire society, will benefit from our peace. And each moment is a chance for us to make peace with the world, to make peace possible for the world, to make happiness possible for the world. And now for your mini mindfulness practice, observing the gift of friendship. Let us begin. Our friends are our gifts from the gods. To me they are more valuable than any coin. Friends are our peacemakers, our peace givers, our guiding lights, our refuge, our soothsayers, the bearers of joy. Be quiet now, in a space of silence, in a stance of stihira, steadiness, in sukha, comfort. This may be with legs crossed or out long, on a meditation stool, on a couch, or with your back against a wall, upright and tall, eyes softly closed, hands softly resting on your lap. Breathe slowly and fully, gently and quietly, in through the nose, out through the nose. Allow yourself just to be, to do nothing. Give yourself permission to embrace this nothingness, this moment of stillness, in which there's nothing at all that needs to be done. Other than being present and awake to all that passes by you, caresses you, and keeps you calm. Observe your breath 
effortlessly. Observe your breath peacefully. Observe your breath with an open, spacious mind. Bring to mind an image of a friend, an image of their smile. Hold that image at the eyebrow centre. Rest upon it. Just few breaths. Be aware of the sensation in your heart. Be aware of the sensations in your body. Be aware of the pace of your breath. Be aware if the mind would rather run off towards the future, a to-do list, or planning your next activity, or is the mind retreating back into the past. Bring it back to the present.
and each time you are aware of the mind's playfulness, be aware of how powerful the pull of distraction can be. Just give your mind permission to come back and rest. Give your mind something to focus upon if it has become unruly. Just come back to the image of your friend and immerse yourself in their smile. Be still. Be still. And now come back to the room. Gather all scattered aspects back to yourself. Be grateful for your friend. Bring your hands to your heart, one over the other, and acknowledge the gift of friendship. In the sweetness of friendship, let there be laughter and sharing of pleasures. For in the dew of little things, the heart finds its morning and is refreshed another pearl of wisdom from the great Halil Shipran. Peace and love to you.